Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Okay, friends, we are back with Kelly Sullivan Walden, and we are talking all about dream interpretations, what those recurring dreams mean, and how to interpret your dreams. Enjoy. I do want to go into a little bit of dream work. Yeah, let's do it. Because I think we all have dreams. A lot of us have recurring dreams. And we're always like, what does this mean? And I'll go on Google. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. does it mean when a coyote mm-hmm. eats my leg? Like, you know, I'll, whatever it is. And right. you can find some symbolism and things that is is helpful into decoding. Mm-hmm. What do you think recurring dreams mean? So glad you asked, because I think of all the kinds of dreams to pay attention to, recurring dreams are like a neon sign blinking saying, drill here, pay attention to this. This is this is valuable. There's something important here. So it's kind of I think of it like the FedEx person. Like sometimes you get notes on your on your door saying, We're trying to deliver a package, trying to deliver a package, and they'll keep coming by until you friggin' receive the package. Then you can be open to something new and they'll they'll go away they'll leave you alone. So it's it's kind of like that. I mean it's it's important and we should not take those dreams lying down especially. Yeah, I feel like I always have had a recurring dream connected to skipping my math class in college. Oh. Like math was like not important. I was going to be on TV and I knew that. And I just wanted a rollerblade on the Esplanade in Boston so bad. <laughs> And so, Wait a minute, in your dream or in waking reality? In real life. But- so I would skip my math class to go okay. do this. And um, mm. I mean, that was like really rebellious of me. I don't I don't just skip class. But um, mm. and then I would and then the dream is now it's time for the test and I don't have my shoes on. I don't have socks. I, don't, I may, may just be in my pajamas and now I'm going to fail or I do fail. There's always something around that. Oh, this is great. I just made an Instagram about this very question because this comes up so much. Um, So the first thing I'll say is I've never met a slacker that has recurring school dreams. 
<laughs> so it's kind of like only a good mother worries if she's not a good enough mother. If, so having these dreams of being unprepared or not being able to pass the test, it's likely because you will pass the test, but that worry about not passing mm -hmm. the test has you figure out all the things that might go wrong or could go wrong. And you, you get to handle that and how convenient that you do that in your sleep, in your dream, so that you can wake up and handle whatever test you have in your waking life with a lot more grace and ease. Sometimes I imagine if you track when you have these dreams, my hunch is that they might be during a time when life is testing you. Mm -hmm. And there's this fear, I'm not going to make the grade. I'm not good enough. I forgot something. Oh no. And or whatever I missed because I was having a good time. I mean, it, particularly about this dream, I I was goofing off. I was playing hooky. I was doing something fun for myself and now something bad is going to happen to me. Shame on me for taking time for fun. So there it I think of this as like a a venting dream because we can't heal what we can't feel. So you're you're feeling it, bringing it all up to the surface so that you can then you can you can shine some light on that, maybe ogle that and then watch it change. Is that bringing up anything for you? Totally makes so much sense. Mm. I remember I used to try to track when these things were happening because there are so yes. many, but um, but then I, you know, I was dealing with too much crisis to try to remember. Um, right. I was trying to think. There was another dream I had recently that was so spooky. Oh my gosh! Wait, I had a dream the other night actually because Kevin and I have been switching off who sleeps with Athena in her room. So I'm with Athena in her room. I love that name. Um, and thank you. And I had this dream that something was happening in her crib. She was stirring and I woke up to look to see if she was okay. And I see her face. I see another baby's face and a third baby's face pop up. And I'm like, what the heck? What's going <laughs> on? It was like a, you know, three of them in there. Whoa. And then this is, again, just very intimate then mm -hmm. it cut to my mom who i don't see often my mom has passed my dad sees her almost every night if not every night so i always say he hogs her i've only <laughs> seen her once or twice but it cut to my mom and my mom was like on a bed naked and i feel like i saw like a bruise on her hip mm. and i was like i was looking at her and I'm like, oh my God, mom, I love you. I love you. And I'm hugging her and she's kind of unresponsive. But then she like looked at me very stoically. And I'm like, mom, what did I do? And I'm like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I kept patting her arm. Dealing with your mom. The last thing you were saying was about your mom. You were, you were saying, I love you. I love you. I yeah. love you. She kind of just then looked at me like stoically, nicely. like it was like a not nice thing. And I'm like, oh my God, mom, I love you. What's wrong? And, and then that was it. Gone. So these dream, this dream was connected with the three babies and then, and then mom? From what I remember, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, let's, we'll take them apart as if they were two separate dreams and then see how they fit together. Okay. So the three babies, um, so you have, you have one, you have one. Um, well, first of all, do you have any desire for more? Yes. You or, yeah. Okay. Well then. 
So I always do the reality check, like how much of this is kind of a reflection of the the ordinary reality? Like, is there going to be possibly three babies or who knows? Um, and then we look at it symbolically. So maybe like the, anytime the number three shows up in dreams, this is going to, I'm going to get really woo woo on you for a second. But to me, three is a sacred dream number. And it usually means there's something, some kind of an initiation happening, some kind of a rite of passage. Uh, that was then, this is now kind of a moment where things are changing. It's And some would even say, some people in the dream world would even say it's a shamanic initiation, meaning like becoming much more spiritual. So I would say the baby having, there being three babies, the symbolic part of that could also be, yes, you are a mother, you have a, you have Athena, and you might have these other babies coming soon at some point. And everyone in the dream is an aspect of self. So this might be, I'm tending to three inner children of my own. And I didn't know there were three, but it's believed that there are at least three inner children. There's kind of the innocent child, there's the wounded child, and then there's the adventurous child. And, and they all have very different needs and they're all sacred. So it might be pay attention to, to the needs of these little innocent babies, aspects of self. Mm. That's one thing that pops up. Does anything come to you about that or does that trigger anything for you? Um, I mean, I definitely feel like Athena's ushered in a new chapter where, I mean, there's an obvious chapter that the world can see, but for yes. me, from the second she was born, I knew that chapter one with all of the crisis and I'm like, we front loaded. This is going to yeah. be, we're good. Everything's going to be good. Not that we're not going to mm. have problems or tough moments or whatever, but I think, yeah. I think everything is going to be great moving forward. And I don't have a lot of doubt about that. I can have moments mm -hmm. where I'm scared if I feel a pain in my stomach or something. I'm like, oh gosh, oh gosh. And then I'm like, no, we're good. We're good. And mm -hmm. so I feel like that rite of passage or whatever you were saying that yeah. we're entering this new phase, yes. I, that definitely feels correct. And I do know that motherhood has affected me so much and I want more of that feeling like to me nothing else matters oh wow so that's so good that's so good so then that brings us to your mother laying there you said she was naked mm -hmm. and a big bruise on her hip yeah so did she seem was it the say more about that did she seem like there was something wrong with her or was this like her back before she was ill or was it towards the end version of your mom it didn't feel like it was the end version because i don't i feel like she might have had hair and she wasn't bald but okay. it wasn't like I, I didn't i don't remember seeing hair or no hair just remember that look and that look wasn't great and it's not like I saw, you know, like her, her actual naked body. I just knew she was naked on the table okay. and, um, and on the table, that's interesting. Like an operating table, like most people's naked bodies aren't on a table unless there's some kind of yeah, I, procedure. It, it was happening. just, she was on some kind of flat surface. Interesting. Yeah. 
I'll just say for if it were my dream, that's one thing I kind of preach is that we should always say that if it because it's never I'm never going to tell you definitively what your dream means. It has to percolate within you. But if it were my dream, um, when you're on the go 24 seven, like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're gonna love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I might think... It's it's believed when we when we dream about somebody who's passed, more often than not, it's a visitation. It's not necessarily a typical dream that is symbolic, although it, it might be. It certainly might be. So on some level, when somebody is passed, they go through different things. Like they're not just suddenly an angel floating around with all the wisdom. It's a, they're also on a trajectory of growth and they, sometimes I think we might dream about them while they're, while they're disoriented, while they're trying to find their way or while they're trying to 
figure something out. And sometimes, so we don't always get like, I love you too. And you're a good daughter and you're going to be the best, you know, like we don't always get those kind of reunions, but what is a stoic look? Like if I was an alien and I didn't know what is, what does a stoic look mean to you? How, how do you interpret? I don't know. I couldn't tell if she was like mad at me. She just wasn't, it wasn't loving it was it was the opposite of loving and i'm like oh my gosh like what did i do i remember earlier that day um Mm. there's someone in my life that i don't know if this person has add but they remind me so much of my mom and i was getting so frustrated because when Mm. i would sometimes with my mom i'm like mom did you even hear what i just said you know, mm. she would do the yeah, yeah, yeah a lot. My dad does it too. And this person in my life does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, did you hear anything I said? And I remember that frustration popping up and being like, oh, that's something I used to get frustrated with my mom about. So I have to try mm. to have more patience with this person because maybe they have like an undiagnosed ADD too. And Ooh. that had happened before in that day. And I was like, oh my God, is she mad at me for like, for, for, you know, for saying that my mom had the same kind of thing. And, you know, I used to be frustrated with her over that. I was oh, like, my, like, but my mom's the most forgiving woman ever. Right. And I'm the sure. the things that you said that I would have wished in my dream to happen, she gave me that in life. She told me yes. all those great things. If I was going to just like kind of unpack stoicism, like even like there's something, I mean, from how I observe you, you are the opposite of stoic. You are bubbly and bright and like shiny and like, like there's just a whole lot of life going on. And like stoicism might be like the shadow aspect. Like I don't want anybody to see my more serious stoic side. Like that's, we don't get any, any brownie points for our stoicism as women. It's no. kind of like, are you mad? Is something wrong? When, when it's an actual, it's an important, like when we are serious, when we're really focused, I always tell people, don't be around me when I'm in those places because nobody likes me when I am focused, but it's an important part of me. I couldn't get anything done if I was just like happy rainbow unicorns all the time. So this is a very, it's a valid way to be. In fact, there's even the Stoics, the Marcus Aurelius and Plato and the the great philosophers from way back when called themselves the Stoics because they felt that it was important to go through life with that kind of non-reactive way of being and to, and to see everything from that even keel. And there's a lot of wisdom there that is so opposite from I don't know. I would say that there's some kind of a message to even be interpreted, even in that stoic look. Like I can still love you without having to do the bells and whistles and the fan kicks. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's like, let's maybe it's okay to embrace this part of motherhood because from a symbol, anytime mom shows up in a dream, it could represent the, the mom part of self that needs to sometimes just be like, just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. No frills. This is serious business and we need to sometimes just focus. So love can look a lot of different ways. That's interesting because you made me remember when she was sick, she was very kind of stoic. She wasn't able to express and smile and do all that anymore with the brain tumor. Um, So sometimes she would look at you and I would feel that that heaviness instantly of like, oh, my gosh, is something wrong? Um, Mm. 
And so I'm now remembering that that was what was happening at the very end. So maybe Mm -hmm. where, where I saw her in the dream was in that kind of place. Yeah, I I think there's um, one of my teachers, Jeremy Taylor, who's on the other side now, he always used to say that our dreams never tell us what we already know. They're always taking us to the next place of wisdom. So we might judge that, oh, no, there's something wrong here. But maybe this dream is helping to piece apart, coming to peace with that, those, those final days, that end time with her. Yeah. Perhaps. What about dreams of, you know, animals and, you know, is it easy? Is there an easy way for people to decode some of the mm. things that they see? Um, yeah. Yeah, there is. Let me say one thing really yeah. quickly about this. So it, one of the stories I tell in A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste is about my death experience. And I was I left my body and I'm on the other side and having the time of my friggin' life and getting the answers to all the questions I'd ever had and beyond. And it was so great. And so when I finally came back, I was kind of like you guys to my husband and my friends, like, what's all the drama? It was amazing. <laughs> and they were so traumatized. And it wasn't until a few days later, my friend Ron shared the pictures of that because he takes pictures of everything. So he took pictures of me like all conked out looking like I got scared looking at the pictures, even though I knew what was going on behind the pictures, which was a whole world of, of beauty and insight and magic. But the way I looked was awful, blank face, completely pale drool, like no life in me. I was somewhere else. I wasn't in here. So I I made a note to myself after all of that, like, don't judge a book by its cover. When somebody looks the most checked out, they might actually be the most checked in. I love that. Just that the ego doesn't recognize that. So I just wanted to add that to it. We don't know. We just take it for face value. Your mom looks stoic. Was she mad at me? Wait a minute. There might be a whole other world to unpack yeah. under under why she came to you in that dream like that. I love that. Okay. So animals and different characters that come in. Yeah. I, I think there is, my rule of thumb is nobody can interpret anybody's dream except for you. You're the best interpreter of your own dreams. It's just most people don't take the time to do it. So people like me who are frequent flyers. I've kind of looked and done the research my on myself and on my clients and out there in the world to look for the universal symbolism and identify that. So I've got two dream dictionaries that are filled with common symbols and what I believe they mean typically, but I always want people to be their own inner scientist and say, mm, that doesn't check out for me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me but it helps to bring me closer to what does make sense. So for example, um, if we were back in caveman days and we didn't have sophisticated language, we would only use symbols to communicate. We'd look up at the sun and that would represent life, brightness, optimism. When things would get dark, it would be like scary or like it's it's the time for the shadows or you know, we'd, we people used to fear that the sun would never come out again. Um, And like a big animal, somebody being smaller, or there's just, you know, interesting symbolic language. Like if you look at cave drawings, it's all symbols. Mm -hmm. So our first language, even though 
There's many languages on this planet. We all fundamentally know the very same language, and that's the language of symbol. So we, so looking at things from a symbolic perspective, even in our language, we can start to understand what our dreams are telling us. For example, we always will say, when a door closes, a window opens. Those are all symbols. But what might have taken me an hour to say, I just was able to say in one little compact sentence, and you know exactly what I just meant. So I think our dreams are like that. They speak in a very elegant and elevated way to us. By the time we decode a dream, we've not only understood what the dream is telling us, but we've also been elevated in our consciousness to see things in a broader scope. So as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as 10 dollars a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much. And we love doing this thing called life with you. What are those That's books I... that you use? <laughs> well, my, my, my dream dictionary, my very first dream dictionary is called, I had the strangest dream the dreamer's dictionary for the 21st century. And then I did one called the love, sex and relationship dream dictionary. So it's more like looking at dreams through the lens of love and relationship and intimacy. Those are some good Christmas gifts, actually. <laughs> um, what about when you see death in your dream, when you see yourself dying? Like it, I've heard there's a difference between if you're dead or if you survive in your dream yeah well yes and no because i've i know all the different all different sides from myself and from clients and from people i know so typically there's an old wives tale that is if you die in a dream then you die and my little point of view is but we don't know that for sure because there's been if those people actually did die then they're not alive to tell us so we don't know but most of the time the people that live through these dreams they tend to mark the ending of a cycle 
and the beginning of a of a new of a new chapter in their life or maybe a new book in their life. So dreams of death represent an ending, a radical ending. But because life keeps lifing, there's always a new thing that's going to start. If there's an ending, then like there's a forest fire, then immediately there's new little little sprouts that will start popping up. So it's like that for ourselves. So we have to ask what part of myself is dying or maybe should die, maybe needs to end so that what new part of me can emerge. So consider the overview is that everyone and everything in our dream is an aspect of ourselves. So if there's somebody that dies, then what part of myself is that? Does that represent? And if it's me, then it might be my primary ego identity needs to die. And some things just need to die. They just need to go so that something new can come in. Um, what about people who can't remember their dreams? Why can't we remember our dreams? It's more common than not to not remember dreams. I mean, it's so, it's hard to remember dreams. Usually the, I mean, everybody has at least one remembered dream, it seems. But a lot of people will tell me that when they were kids, they remember dreams very often. And then as they grew up, dreams started to recede. It's not because we're not dreaming. We, we still have the same number of dreams. We all dream between three to nine big dreams every night. But as we become adults, we start becoming more interested in the things in the outer world, the inner, our inner world starts to pale in comparison to all the things that we have to tend to as adults. So the moment we wake up, we tend to focus instantly on, oh my God, my to-do list, and I got to check the, the news and the social media and all that stuff. So immediately it's like we're switching channels, like a radio channel goes from the dream station into the bada bing, the punk rock station of do this, do that. Ah! And we, and it's as if that other perspective never existed. So it's, there's literally like a movement from more of the limbic brain in the back where the brain stem is to the prefrontal cortex, which is where we operate in our typical day-to-day -day life. So literally there's different energy. It's like there's a spotlight on a different part of our, our brain. And if we don't write our dreams down immediately upon awakening, 95% of those dreams will just be dust in the wind. They just disappear, even if they could have changed our lives. So I always, I'm a big advocate for telling people, just just give your dreams the first five minutes of your morning. That's all I ask. Yeah, and use there's, them as direction. Yeah, there's a, there was research done out of Harvard years ago that said you don't even have to know what your dreams are telling you. You don't have to interpret them, although I recommend that because that takes it to another level. But just the act of having a subtle memory of the dream you were just having and carrying that subtle memory into the rest of your day, it makes you a better navigator of your life. It makes you a bit more intuitive and that gives you a little bit more confidence to face what, you're, what you have to deal with in that day. So it's worth it. I mean, you can't buy that. You can't take a pill to give you those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, your dreams are trying to give you some kind of awareness about like a preview of coming attractions to some degree so that you can position yourself more advantageously based on the challenges that are coming up. So five minutes, that's all I ask. Okay. Do NyQuil dreams count? 
<laughs> Every dream counts. That's a good question. Kevin told me that he had some crazy NyQuil dreams the other night. And yeah. I wonder if being under the influence influences your dreams in a less sure. um, true way or less authentic way. I think that's a really great question. In an ideal world, if I was going to just be like, you know, paint the world exactly the way I would have it, we would we would live in a very healthy way where we got enough sleep, we got enough food, and we didn't have to depend on any medications. We'd be able. I mean, I I love medications. When I'm sick, I need my Nyquil. I'm I get it. But in an ideal world, we would live in such a way where we would be able to have kind of dreams that were pure. Because I think they would be there would be more clear there'd be more clarity to those dreams. Um, but in the meantime, let's take what we get. I don't think our dreaming mind wastes its time giving us something that we don't need. Sometimes, based on what we eat or what we drink or what we smoke or whatever we're doing, is go it's going to affect our dreams, and it might make them more exaggerated. They all count. Bottom line is, I think every dream counts. Whatever we can remember, we should consider it to be gold because it's giving us access to a wiser part of ourselves. And sometimes taking something, a substance or NyQuil makes, does make the dreams a little more vivid, which makes them easier to catch hmm. and remember. But we don't want to lean on that too much uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but NyQuil dreams still count. I kind of like them, but I don't recommend them. <laughs> he was frightened by them. Um, oh, a nightmare is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kelly, if um, anybody wanted their dreams interpreted, do you still do that for people? I do. I do some private sessions and I do some workshops. I have what I call Wild Women Wednesdays. The first Wednesday of every month is an open dream circle and people can join me. If they go to my website, they can look, they can kind of navigate and look for Wild Women Wednesdays. So we have um, people jump in and I take dreams and interpret them and it's amazing and deep and juicy sorry for the men but men can book a, a i do one-on-one -on -one sessions and sometimes i do dream retreats where i take people to mexico or costa rica or peru and yeah we get to go deep 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 into the dreams and the deeper we go the more gold there is i love that they can go to my website which is kelly sullivan walden Dot com or I had the strangest dream.com. It takes you to the same place. We'll put a link to that in the summary. Um, Natasha, maybe we can get Kelly to do a heel squat event. Maybe November. Kelly. <laughs> Natasha's going to talk to you after the show. We have our inner circle, our Patreon OGs who are amazing. We do monthly events with our amazing guests from the show and um it's very you know intimate and we all get to connect and i'm usually sharing pictures and videos i don't share of athena on social with everybody and um and do a so, pajama party yeah we it would be really fun i think it'd be really cool <laughs> um so hopefully be... we will get that if you're not a patreon member yet this is probably a really great time to do that you can click on the link in the summary below ten dollars a month you get ad free shows you get a heel event every month with us and um wow yeah it's pretty fun oh Anyhow. my god that would be so tell everybody to start paying attention to your dreams starting now yeah. So give yourself five minutes in the morning to write them down. Don't do, don't check social media first, do it afterwards. 
just write your dreams down, even if they don't make sense, even if they seem ridiculous, just write them down. Yeah, so you and can then, be prepared for this event. Yes. On my website, I offer a free guide to how to interpret. It's my jet set dream interpretation formula. It's super easy and you get a free um, ogle worksheet and a free jet set dream interpretation worksheet on the, I had the strangest dream website. Yeah. I always say, let's pay attention to what's going on inside us rather than going to what's going on out in the crazy world. We'll get to that. But For like in the least morning, a few just start with you. Yes. <laughs> Don't take on the world's problems. Don't take on the world's energy. Or you energy. become a part of the problem yeah, often. Just, yeah. just keep to your own beautiful energy that you just cleansed overnight. And yes. it's just your pure moments in the morning. That is sacred wisdom right there. Oh, yeah. I absolutely concur. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for today. This was amazing. Guys, thank of course, uh, her most recent book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, is available now. Kelly Sullivan Walden, we'll put a link to that and everything else we said in the summary of this episode. In the meantime, friends, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.